Welcome everybody to another episode of the Split Six Podcast, this podcast where I split a six pack, uh, talk about three different topics each over the course of one beer. My name is Nick Wigella and I'm here with my co-host Brian Nyson. Brian, long time no see. What it is, man. How was, how was Phoenix? Phoenix was good. It was hot, uh, but not too hot, surprisingly. Um, but yeah, I got to see my brothers, got to swim in a pool, I played uh, too many board games, but it was altogether good. Sounds like a great time. Yeah, nice. yeah. How yeah. were how were you while I was gone? Oh, you know, same old. Just waiting for you to get back. <laughs> yeah, Brian was just waiting in my closet the whole time yep. until I got back. Just <laughs> couldn't figure out how to record the podcast, so I just just waited it out for you. Yeah, <laughs> sorry we missed a week, guys. Uh, we also forgot to upload, or not forgot, but failed at uploading the week before last. So you're gonna get two episodes when you're hearing this. We're gonna release two on the same day. So go back and listen to the other one if you want, or not. Whatever, just keep listening from here on forward. Uh, what are we drinking? Or what am I drinking, I should say? Uh, let's see, you got a Shorts Brew. Good old Michigan. I got five. Oh, I got five on it. American Indian Pale Ale. I, I got, got five on it. That's right. Yep, uh, Melissa picked this out, so. Let's, uh, let's crack it and taste it. Alright, so I'm going to try this, let you guys know how it is. Uh, the logo looks cool. Um, it's got five, it's got a hand with an eye, and it looks like five different hops on the fingers, so they probably use five hops in that. It's an American <laughs> Indian Pale Ale, so American IPA. Um, see if I can find an alcohol percentage here for you guys. I can't. Let's see if you're going to compare it to Two Hearted. <laughs> Tastes just like Two Hearted. <laughs> <laughs> like most IPAs, they taste just like Two Hearted. Just kidding. This one's uh, less Two Hearted-y. It's more like, this tastes more like Five Hearted. Because <laughs> I got five on it. <laughs> Anyways, okay, let's, uh, let's just go ahead and get into this shit. Let's. Beer number one, sports. Okay, well, lots going on in the sports world. Um, well... For the final week, a lot's going on. Um, I guess let's start with the NHL. Um, we just just uh, concluded the cha- uh, the Stanley Cup champions are the Pittsburgh Penguins for the second time in a row. Back to back, like the for, like the Red Wings. First back to back since the ninety six ninety seven or ninety seven ninety eight. Ninety seven ninety eight. Ninety seven ninety eight Red yeah. Wings. Uh, Sidney Crosby did it again. He got the con Smythe two years in a row when last year it should have been Phil Kessel, this year it should have been Malkin, I think. Because yeah. Malkin was, you know, actually in every game and was consistent through every game. And I mean, some of that was because Crosby got a concussion. And, and but Evgeny Mel- Malkin is a fucking awesome name. He's, and he's the, I mean, he's so good. But, yeah. you know, heaven forbid a Russian win an award. <laughs> well, it's gotta uh, be a Canadian this last game it was game 6 at Nashville uh, Nashville got hosed a little bit because uh, they, they scored a goal that ended up not counting because the referees did not review it intent it was an intent to blow the whistle because they was it they thought like Matt Murray gloved it but it actually got through everybody saw that it got through and right. they tipped it in so what what happened was uh Nashville uh, took a shot, I guess, uh, They, but the referees blew the whistle, but it would have went through. The, the NHL has this rule that if someone blows a whistle, whistle early, you're allowed to review it, and if the sound of that whistle doesn't affect the play and the goal would have scored anyway, then 
that goal counts and it can be changed. But for some reason, no one, Toronto, the people in Toronto didn't review it. The coach didn't. I mean, I don't know if the coach can ask for a review, but. I, well, I know they can challenge. Right. But I don't is know that if a the, challengeable offense? I don't know. I'm not as skilled in that. Yeah. I, I, I Either they, way. But still, yeah. It's the like... NHL <laughs> fucked the Predators over and lost themselves money because there's not a game seven. Yep. So that really sucks for Nashville, but. We can all be rest assured that they would not have won Game 7 anyway because Pecorini doesn't know how to play anywhere but Nashville. <laughs> well, in the yeah, in the Stanley Cup Finals, that's true. Like, every every round before, he was playing out of his mind. Then he got to the Finals, he's just like... How many goals did he give up? If you only put his uh, away games, how many goals did he give up? I think... Like, so he gave up six uh, Game 5, right? Yeah. And then, I think four and... Four, maybe? I don't know. I know he got pulled early in one of the games, but like before the Stanley Cup, he gave up, I think, four four goals total throughout the playoffs. It was something crazy. Yeah. Like, he was on fire, but... And the world uh, wanted Nashville to win, uh, but you got you to gotta get your heart broken before you can really figure it out. Yeah, so. that's true. It's their first time ever tasting the finals. <laughs> it it, uh, it might have been different. You know, they did have a lot of injuries, but, you know, it's... Pittsburgh, they're a great team. So. Right. It yeah, um, Pittsburgh, I guess. I mean, I thought they were going to win. I called at Pittsburgh in seven. Um, You're a game game short. Game, game short. Just like I'll be a game short for these NBA finals. Cavs in seven. Yeah. <laughs> That's what your original call was, right? Uh, yeah. I, I think, think so. you I said think, six. I might have said six. Which is impossible. I, you lose. Well, um, <laughs> I lose two, though, because I just had to Golden State in four. <laughs> you did, didn't you? I was close. I mean, if Kyrie yeah. Irving didn't turn into the best basketball player to walk this earth last game. Well, also LeBron James had a triple-double. Yeah, well, that's par for the course. For him. He's the greatest basketball player alive right now. Yeah, he is. Um, Kyrie Irving, though, he's got that, that the one thing LeBron doesn't have, and that's that killer instrument instinct and the ability to perform in clutch-ass situations. Like, with his back against the wall, Kyrie's... I I heard today that uh, Kyrie's got, like, a ridiculous uh, stats if if he's playing an an elimination game. It's also because he's on a higher mental field than everybody. He's figured out that the earth is flat, so that yeah, gives, that's gives, true. Him, gives him an advantage. <laughs> yes, so, Kyrie. I forgot about that. <laughs> that was one of our first episodes I was talking about <laughs> Kyrie and his earth is flat theory. God, if I ever had to interview him, I'd pay for him to take a really high up flight. You can fucking see the curve. I know there's a lot of convincing YouTube videos out there, but it's just stupid. But, <laughs> so, we, we got the finals on in the background right now. Um, right now, it's 30-25, and the Cavs are winning. Uh-oh. Um, LeBron just missed both free throws. See? Told you. Kyrie's not a clutch. Good, he's not a good free throw shooter, but it is the first quarter. He's just not a good clutch player. He's just really good, and he's the most, like, he is the prototype basketball player you would design if you made in the lab. <laughs> just true. he would change the brain a little bit make him more uh, if he had Michael Jordan's brain oh man he'd be twice as good yeah maybe yeah yeah but uh alright so it's game five or ga- yeah game five here um what do you think happens 
Well, I know you think I know you think Cavs win in five. Ca- or in, Ca- <laughs> in seven. It's over tonight. Cavs win game five because you said they win in seven. But uh, if the C- Cleveland wins this game, this series is going to get really interesting. I think. I know yeah. you already are expecting it. There's no uh, wait. Hold on. <laughs> There's no way you were actually expecting it after they went down three uh, zero. Oh yeah. It had all the making for them just to come back, except more epic. Like Golden State setting themselves up for another meme. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like it's it, it it's never happened before in the fi- in any sports final, and only happened one in sports. Like the only time it's ever happened is '04 when Red Sox came back to beat the New York Yankees in like the ALCS to go to the World Series. But oh, wait, that's the only time someone's came back from down three zero ever in, in a series. in sports in a series. Yeah, ah, I didn't know that. Yeah. That can't like, be true. I think that's In all fr- sports? I'm pretty sure. I'm no, gonna, hold on. I'm going to do a quick Google yeah, search. Check it out. Nobody's... I don't... I think that's the only time it's ever been done. I know it's never been done in a, in a final series situation. In any sport? In a final? In any sport? No one's ever came back from 3-0. In NBA, only one team has come back from down 3-1. And it was last year. <laughs> yeah. So they... Cavs could make history back-to-back years, you know? Well, yeah, I mean, that would be, like, a definitely, definite big argument for uh, who's better, Michael Jordan or LeBron. Okay, so a look at the five comebacks from down 3-0 in sports history. Oh, maybe I was wrong. It's like there was five. New York, New York, New York, New York. Number five. So, this what is a is fun it? topic. Number five, the 1942 Stanley Cup final. What? Toronto Maple Leafs, Detroit Red Wings. Toronto came back against Detroit, it looks like. No way. Let, let the Leafs go. stage... Oh, oh, Impossible comeback to beat Gordie Howe's Red Wings after falling 3-0. And the, yeah, okay. Oh my gosh, I didn't know that. So the, the, the Leafs stage an impossible comeback to beat Gordie Howe's Red Wings after falling behind 3-0 in the series. It was the first time this ever happened in the history of professional sports. Well, it looks like I was wrong. Well, so the, so the Red Wings kind of got robbed of one more Stanley Cup. And uh, they they are known for fucking being the first team to blow a 3-0 lead. Yeah, oh my gosh. <laughs> Damn. Wow, you know, you, people would get pissed if you told them that. Like, that's not true. That no. I'm surprised I've never heard of that before because it's the Same Red Wings. Same here. That's kind of crazy. Okay, here's the four, fourth. I'm uh, surprised Toronto's not wearing that on their fucking sleeve. Like, oh, you're a Detroit fan? Yeah, remember 1942? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, no one remembers that. Look at this that's picture. so crazy. Wow. This is before they had Zambonis, I think. <laughs> they had, like, mops. <laughs> <laughs> Intermissions were, like, a day. <laughs> well, okay. Okay, uh, so, uh, best of five. This is number four. Uh, 1975 NHL Campbell Conference quarterfinals, New York Islanders 4, Pittsburgh Penguins 3. Wow. So the Islanders came back down 3-0 against the Pittsburgh uh, Penguins. This is the one I remember, the 4 MLB ALC. Oh, hold on. We've got to read the, got to read the thing. You, Brian's trying to jump ahead real quick. I'm just proving that I'm right. <laughs> the 75 Islanders were a team of upstarts. Eager to prove their worth in the NHL level. Down 3-0 in the series, they stormed back to win the next four games. Down 3-0 in the next round as well, they won three straight to tie it, but couldn't take Game 7. No other team has ever tied a series down 3-0 twice in one playoff year. Huh. 
All okay, right. so they they're they're a team that's good with their backs against the wall. It sounds like the seventy five Oilers. <laughs> Everyone cares. Why does it say Campbell Conference? I don't know. That's fucking. I I wasn't alive in nineteen seventy five. Unintentional right. rhyme. This is this is the one Brian said. I'll let him read it. Uh, oh yeah, this was the the curse of the great Gambino too. So cursed team was down three zero to a New York team. The New York team lost. The Mets hope the same thing doesn't happen to them. I guess that's a link for something. But, yeah, the 0-4 team, uh, Red Sox went on to play, I think, the Cardinals in the World Series and won. And it was, like, the first time since, you know, they traded Babe Ruth to the Yankees yeah, that they won the Yeah, the curse World. of the Bambino. And this, so was, was, this, this one, the one we were talking about is against, I, against I, the Yankees, which the, is, like, probably their biggest rival. Yeah, and I swear, I thought that was, like, the first time it ever happened. I didn't know that they were... More like what is this? Fucking two thousand ten Eastern Conference semis. Oh, hold on, hold on. There's only want to like, say what? about this. <laughs> um. Uh, okay, so uh, the only reason I know about this is it Fever Pitch. No, the actually, movie? no, no, um, no. It's a uh, Lost. What? There's, oh yeah, yeah. There's yeah, this yeah. scene in Lost, the show Lost, yeah. where uh, they're trying to convince Jack that they're that they're in touch with the real world because the others have him. Which, if you don't know Lost, this won't make sense. But they show him. They said, I, well, I can tell you some stuff. And one of the things I tell him is that the Red Sox won the World Series. And yeah. he's like, that's impossible. <laughs> yeah. The Red Sox could never win the World Series. <laughs> and they show him video of it. And like, I yeah. remember hearing about this. All right, yep. so this yep. is yep. number two, 2010, ooh, 2010 NHL Eastern Conference semifinals. Uh, Flyers four, Bruins three. So the Flyers came back. A lot of hockey going on here. Yeah, this time Boston found, found itself on the losing end of a 3-0 comeback. The Flyers would win the next round, too, and advance to the Stanley Cup final. They lose to Chicago in the finals. Huh. So, yeah. Uh, sounds like hockey is a common theme here. Yeah. Uh, it's... So, so pretty much so far, hockey is the only sport this has ever happened in baseball. Never, yeah. never and in basketball. And only once in baseball. Yeah, never in basketball. Until 2017. Yeah, hey, let's not get ahead of ourselves. And number one was also hockey. 2014. Oh, 2014. I actually do remember this one, too. I completely forgot about it, though, because the Kings are trash now. Oh, the Kings came yeah. back, back against the Shark. This is when they won, right? That, I yeah. remember this, yeah. They were an eighth seed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they went on to win the whole thing. Yep. The Sharks had a reputation for choking in recent years, and their collapse on the 2014 playoffs didn't help. The Kings would end up winning the Stanley Cup, going on a rampage from Game 4 of that opening series and on. Yep. That's Jonathan Quick when he's became insane, right? Yep. Well, yeah, there you have it. Those are the uh, only five 3-0 comebacks in uh, sports history. Um, Honestly, I'm hoping Cleveland wins tonight. I'm a a Steph Curry fan, but I really don't like that Durant went there. Yeah, I don't want to change my middle name either. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you have have to say it live right now. We can either cancel the bet if Cleveland wins... (laughs) <laughs> or next week when you come here, I will have paperwork for you to sign to ch- legally change your middle name to Joe Biden. Brian Joe Biden, nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's up to you. You gotta make that call on the live podcast. You wanna, so, wanna, so you gotta the bet we made, which was a three-year bet, where if the Clippers didn't win the championship in those three years, he'd have to do an impractical Joker style punishment, which is a TV show on True TV where they do ridiculous <laughs> things to each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I offered Brian. If uh, if Cleveland wins two games in this series, then he doesn't have to do the bet. But, because I'm sure this bet, you're going to have some things you can say no to. But, if... Uh, <laughs> what? 
Well, like you just won't do. Like you're not gonna change your middle name if I tell you you have to. But if they um, if they don't win at least two games in this series, then Brian has to legally change his middle name to Joe Biden. Oh, your man. initials would be BJBN. BJ. What's your middle name now? Michael. Uh, kind of boring. You might. You might <laughs> You might want to go for this. <laughs> BJBM or BJB. <laughs> oh, you, oh yeah. Change your yes. Change his last name to Mycin too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was thinking I'd keep the middle name. <laughs> Brian, Joe Biden, Michael Nice. <laughs> BJBM. All right, what's the call? Come on. I mean, Cavs are winning the series, man. If you're confident, then just say us. <laughs> so moving on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. Um, well, let's get some final thoughts. Um, I still think the Warriors are going going to win. I think they're going to win tonight. Uh, if they don't, I still think they're going to win in seven. Now, I, no, I think if the Warriors lose tonight, they will find a way to beat them at at Cleveland. Yeah, and at Golden State again. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, okay. So moving on. Um, uh, so the Lions, because we're Detroit natives, uh, the Lions, uh, Taylor Decker has torn his labrum or something? Yeah, tore his shoulder in OTAs. Yeah. Not even contact. He already had surgery, but he's out for three to four months. Or, sorry, four, four to, to six, six months. Yeah. And that really hurts the Lions, who just revamped their offensive line, and they need time to gel together before they become before they can become super dominant. Yep. So the earliest he comes back is I think mid October. The latest he comes back is mid December, which sucks for the <laughs> Lions. Yep. Yeah, I, uh, they have a tough schedule. TJ uh, Lang about the- to put that line on his back though. Yeah, but you can't just... Unless you're a left tackle, you can't really put the line... I mean, no matter what position, you can't put the line on your back. He's gonna block everybody. <laughs> <laughs> you know who our... I think our starting left tackle is like Cornelius Lucas or something right now. It's a great name. It is a great name, but he's not a great player. <laughs> Oy vey. Um Yeah, so I think this uh, definitely hurts the Lions' playoff chances, division chances. I mean, I could see them finishing... I mean, it's, it's really early to call. I don't really know what I'm talking about exactly because no one does, but I have a feeling that they aren't going to make the playoffs and they're going to finish somewhere around six to eight wins uh, if Taylor Decker is... If Taylor Decker comes back in uh, October, then we have a good shot, but... How do you think he'll be, though? I mean, shoulder... I'm assuming shoulder if he comes injury. back, he'll be... He's not going to come back till he's super healthy because right. he's, he's young. We don't want to risk it. I just really hope we sign Stafford to an extension. Oh yeah, I think we will. I I do too, but I'm getting nervous. What, what about uh? What about um? What's his name? Ziggy. Yeah. Do you think we'll sign him? No. Know. No. I think I. I mean, I hope we do, but I hope we sign Stafford and tag him or one or the other. Um. Just. I don't know. I I think Ziggy Ziggy said the other day that he wants to treat this. He, he's gonna or uh, ask Indomitian Sue yeah. for how he treated this, and that doesn't sound good. Yeah. But Bob Quinn is smart, so I mean, maybe it's not smart to invest like half the franchise in a defensive end. Yeah. You just you really need a quarterback and then solid players. Yeah. Um. But, yeah. Uh. 
I always have been I have been saying that the Lions will not do that well this year, but next year they're going to go to the Super Bowl because that's what this is exactly what the Falcons did. They got they fixed their offensive line. It took them a year to gel. Then next year they were the best team. Should have won the Super Bowl, but choked away because Tom Brady is the Michael Jordan of the NFL. Oh, or the LeBron James. No, <laughs> Tom Brady's like not at all LeBron James. He's not. He's not perfect. Perfect physically for <laughs> Super Bowl. He just won't lose. <laughs> you know. You know how many uh, diamonds are in the, the 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 ring, the Patriots ring. How many diamonds there are in the in their their new Super Bowl ring, the fifth one. Is it twelve? Two hundred eighty three. Oh. I was thinking it'd be Tom Brady's number or something. It's 283 because it was 28 to 3. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, dude. They just don't give a fuck. Wow. They're fucking wow. sick. <laughs> I wonder if the Falcons are going to, like, the Falcons still should have a good team on paper, but I wonder if they're going to be able to come back from that. Nah. I don't know. I think they'll, they'll make the playoffs, but it's like, you know. Right. Well, their division shrug, should, shrug. Be, should be tough because Panthers were there last year. Saints still have Drew Brees. Tampa Bay's. Yeah, didn't did Carolina didn't even make the playoffs? This no. Week. Yeah, no. they were kind of trash. They, they had got, that Super Bowl hangover. So right, that I feel like that's like a real thing. The Super yeah. Bowl hangover, like just that might be that might be something to. Uh, to Tampa consider. Bay. I mean, I think Tampa Bay's a dark horse to win that division. They they got Deshaun Jackson. They drafted OJ Howard, who's not going to make an immediate impact, but they still have Cameron Bright, and. Um, yeah, once well, Doug Martin suspended for the first four games, but uh, I wonder what the Vegas odds for that is. That would be for a- winning that division. Yeah, I think I might be able to look it up. Cause that, like yeah, like the Westgate book, cause that'd be something like to put bets down on. I mean, you know. Oh, uh, who who do you pick for that division? This is for the NFC South, by the way: Atlanta, New Orleans, Carolina, and Tampa Bay. Um, I want to say Atlanta, just you know, just cause they're not. They didn't really lose a lot, right? Just what Roddy White and uh, was Roddy White even on their team last year? Wait, no. Who's that? Who's that? Uh, I, I'm sorry. I saw this thing about who they're honoring for retirees, but who's the uh, who's the one wide receiver they had that was kind of, kind of older and he just retired? I think uh, for wait for the Falcons. Yeah. Um. It would have been Roddy White, I think, but I thought he was down for a while. Thought he retired. I don't know what this means. Um, there's some other dark horses for like divisional wins. So I'm looking at this. It says that. What? Negative. How is negative two hundred and seventy five? I think. Oh, that's that's Carolina's favorited. I think. And Go down. See the other ones. So Atlanta's plus six fifty. Saints plus seven hundred. So yeah, Carolina's favorited then. Pretty much, if you want to win, why is this written? I'd put a so pretty. I think it. I think it's a go up again. Okay, sorry. It's pretty much like um. Sick. Uh, I can't remember because I did it last year. Me, my cousin, my brother put sixty on the Lions to win the Super Bowl. No, to win the division, and it was sixty to win six hundred. Oh. We put twenty each, so it'd so be you're like one game away. Yeah. So if you put like. I think that's a uh, six fifty. 
What is it again? Six? This has got to be... If that's the case, then this has got to be from the last. Is it six to, like, six to one odds or something, or seven to one? This has got to be... I've got to be looking at an old thing because 2017 Super Bowl by clicking here. Oh, I can't remember, though, but... Yeah, bet on bet on the. Uh, oh, yeah, bet that on. was that was really old. Sorry. Bet on the, uh, you know, the Tampa Bay Bucks. Go ahead. Yeah, I think the Bucks should win that division. Um, not should, but I think they could. I don't. I think New Orleans is probably going to come in last. <laughs> I think Drew Brees might finally start showing some. Rep- well, he, he kind of has been, but Drew Brees is getting really up there, and he's gonna fall apart. I think, and they they are really good at home, but. What about the. Uh... The AFC North division, Pittsburgh or B- Baltimore? Um, well, it depends. Baltimore did just lose, what's his name, that tight end. Dennis Pitta? Yeah, he fucking, like... His career's probably over. They released him, and then they just signed Jeremy Macklin. Yep, Jeremy Macklin, so, uh, former wide receiver of the Chiefs, was released and then signed by Baltimore. Uh, should be an awesome addition, I think, fantasy-wise. Terry Macklin's going to be someone to own. But, I don't think Baltimore wins that division. Probably not. Um, Pittsburgh's got, like, three three people that will probably be in the Hall of Fame. Well, at least, at least well, we know Roethlisberger will be there. Yeah. Um, Antonio Brown, if he keeps it up, he'll be there. Le'Veon Bell, if he keeps it up, he'll be there. If they're all healthy and not smoking weed, <laughs> then, uh, um, they will... Go. And we know that Le'Veon Bell likes to smoke weed. And true. Uh, us fun fact about us split sixers, we know somebody, my cousin Jeremy, that has smoked weed with Antonio Brown <laughs> when he was in central Michigan because that's where Jeremy went too. So we know they both like smoking weed. Somebody whose name rhymes with Remy. <laughs> Jeremy. And Jeremy will openly say this story to anyone, so. It was college, you know, having fun. He goes... Yeah. <laughs> Smoked weed with Antonio Brown. I can't do a good Jeremy voice, I guess. Let me not try that, then. Yeah. It's okay. No one knows Jeremy. Oh, well, actually, probably everyone that listens to this. <laughs> yeah, what here. do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> We're super famous. Everyone's listening to this. Never mind. Okay. Um, yeah, so for that division, but Dark Horse... If Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Yeah. They, they, got the, uh, they got John Ross, the rookie... Really fast rookie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They got yeah, Joe yeah. Mixon, who could be rookie of the year, I think. Yep. And, and they uh, still have A.J. Green. They still have A.J. Green. They still have uh, Like the Kyler quietest, Eifert. best wide receiver nobody talks about. They got, like, the worst decent quarterback yep. in the league. <laughs> oh, that, man. Andy that Dalton is just holding them back. TCU's finest. You know, they always talk about... Um, the Browns trading for Jimmy Garoppolo. The Bengals should trade for Jimmy Garoppolo. Why not? Right. Get someone there. Yeah, this Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't really... He probably doesn't want to get traded, though. He literally just... I think he said the other day... He's in yeah, line for the... He wants an extension because who doesn't want to be Tom Brady's backup? Just winning rings, getting paid, not getting concussions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I mean, that sounds like he's, the best job. Backup he, quarterback would be my dream football job. It would be amazing. You still get to practice with all these awesome people, and you never have to do anything. But then someone goes down, and everyone wants to kill you. But yeah, third it's, string quarterback, <laughs> best yeah. job. <laughs> yeah, that would be tight. 
Yeah, I mean, it's really early to make NFL predictions, but... Um, All right, let's just let's just look through behind us here. That's why our voices are going out a little bit. We have this uh, magnetic board where it's got the helmets of each team. So let's just see if there's any teams we think are a guarantee. And let's put some early guarantees to win their division. Patriots, guaranteed. <laughs> yep. Um, oh, man, that AFC West. Uh, what you think Oakland can do it again, aka Las Vegas, in a couple of years? Yeah, I don't. I think I don't think you can guarantee that either of those teams, right. or Kansas City or Oakland, and other two are not just like jump teams. South. No, can't guarantee anything there. North. Can't guarantee <laughs> anything there. NFC North. I'm sure everyone else in the world can guarantee the Packers, but I'm a Lions fan, so I'm not guaranteeing anything. Yep. NFC South. Nope, definitely can't guarantee guarantee anything there. NFC West. Dallas. That's probably the second closest guarantee is Dallas. Yeah, I'd I say yeah, guarantee Dallas wins that division. And then NFC West, or what is it? I can't see. Oh, sorry, one. you said you meant East. I think. Oh yeah, NFC. Now East. it's NFC West. Yeah, NFC West. My bad. Um. You know what? I'll go ahead and guarantee that the Seahawks win that. Really? Yeah, Cardinals got an old quarterback. Rams are terrible garbage trash people. Yep. <laughs> Jesus Christ. San Francisco doesn't have a quarterback. It's Brian Hoyer, I think. Good for him. They're, San Francisco will be good in like three years, but... Yeah. Because they, they, they killed the draft this year, but you can't win without a quarterback. Um, yeah, anything else? Well, uh, in the NFL, no, I think we need to move on. Um, I got this update on my phone a few minutes ago saying I'm not really excited for it, but, uh, I know a lot of people have been talking about it for well over a year now. It says, uh, Mayweather Promotions plans to request August 26th for Mayweather-McGregor fight in Las Vegas. Oh shit, that's earlier than expected. That's awesome. Deal for bout yet to be finalized. Oh, so. yeah, baby. Let's bring this fight on. I, I, I don't care. Yeah, I, I really will not pay to watch that. If, I, it's, if I'm somewhere and it's on, I'll check it out. But I paid to watch Mayweather, Mayweather box Pacquiao, who is an actual boxer yeah. for his entire life. Yeah. Um, uh, and it was the most boring thing I've ever watched. Yeah. The only... I mean, I'm, I like boxing, but I'm going to... You know, I'll pay to watch the Canal Lavarez fight or any Triple G fight or any boxer who's exciting to watch. Yeah, I'll not, pay a, not two guys who just care about money. I'll pay my <laughs> I'll pay a bar five or ten dollars to go there to watch it. Maybe I'm gonna check it out, but I'm not excited for it. I'm I, going I to check it out because we do a podcast on sports. Yeah, <laughs> so one of us has to watch it. I guess <laughs> I'll try if if I can. I'll check it out. I. Don't really care. Right. But, eh, it's whatever. Well. <laughs> yeah, so, so boxing that. stuff, uh, this segment is coming to a close, guys. Uh, so, current score for us is... 43-42, Cleveland. Should be a fucking awesome game. Look at Draymond Green hopping on people's backs. I was then trying to grab the nuts, but couldn't find it. He's sick. <laughs> he had Zaza do his dirty work in the other game on Iman Shumpert. He hit him with a flailing wrist. Oh yeah, I saw someone try to punch somebody, punch somebody in the nuts. All right, so we're in, we're ending with this sec- segment uh, of sports. I think we're doing entertainment next, and uh, we're just gonna roll right into it. I think.
Yeah, why not? Beer number two, entertainment. All right, entertainment. We got oh, so much to talk about for this category. I'm excited. This is probably my favorite one of the night. <laughs> you sound really excited. I am. Well, we should probably save the leftovers for a little bit later, because uh, we'll save it for the end, because no one watches the leftovers, but you should. So uh, let's start with something we have been bringing up a lot, and that is Alt-J's new album, Relaxer, that just came out. Yeah, so 8-track... Uh, um, eight track record. I bought it on vinyl in Phoenix. That's what I did there. I found the record and bought it. I have their first two, the uh, Awesome Wave and on vinyl. An Awesome Wave and uh, This Is All Yours. Yeah. yeah. On vinyl. I have I have This Is All Yours. I don't have an Awesome Wave. Did, Which one of those two do you like better, by the way? Oh, dude, that one's that's a tough question. I really like. I might say an Awesome Wave because I love Blood Flood. I uh-huh. love Taro. I love, uh, obviously, uh, Breeze Blocks. Breeze Blocks is Matilda. I hate that song, Dude. but... Well, you're not even saying the... You're not even saying the best one on the record. Uh, which one's that? Fitz Pleasure. Oh, I was, yeah, Fitz Pleasure. <laughs> and your snatch, Fitz Pleasure. A broom cheap. I also like that. Dude, I literally love every song. I like, uh, Something Good Dissolve Me, where oh, yeah. that whole song is just about taking acid. <laughs> Yeah, dissolve, something good no, and dissolve, dissolve me are really good. Two taps on your tongue. <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, that, that, that album was fucking awesome. Yeah. It's great for... Because that's the album you showed... You Brian here is the one that showed me Alt-J. He gave me a bunch of CDs of people, and Alt-J was the one that I definitely uh, appreciated the most. Yeah. They, they have such a unique sound. The singer's voice is so different. Did, you, did I ever tell you about how he like became a singer? No. Like, I guess, I don't know if this story is true or not, but what I heard is they were trying to start a band in college, and the dude, like, wasn't comfortable being in front of people, like, singing. Oh, yeah? And they were taking shrooms one day, and he had a massive, like, freak out, dropped out of school, like, just went away for a while and kind of reevaluated his life, came back, and was like, yeah, I'm ready to sing. Damn. <laughs> Maybe we should do shrooms. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do shrooms on a podcast. Dude. <laughs> have to work up to that one. That would be gnarly, man. I've done them once. Uh, or actually twice, but I did a very small amount. And I, it was like, I, I was still in control I, and everything. Yeah, I heard. I didn't see much. I think I did hear about one of your trips. trips? Yeah, where it wasn't a good time or something. Uh, yeah, it was not. I had a bad... It wasn't, it wasn't a bad trip because of the shrooms. It was a bad trip because of... This drunk chick that I was with. Oh, not good. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, hey, she was she was underage drinking with one of my friends. He was one of her. He was talking to her at the time, and we were. And then my brother made us drive to downtown Plymouth. And I'm like, I don't want to get into any vehicles, but we go, and she's just like hanging out the window, screaming that she's drunk, and we drive by a cop, and I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm fucking tripping out here, and we're doing the worst things, and we have to end up just taking care of her, so. Jesus Christ. But uh, still, not because of the shrimp. I still enjoyed being on the shrimps because before that was pretty awesome. I went to, uh, it was my ex-girlfriend's house I was at. Oh, it was half-finished, so we we're exploring this half-finished part. And then she's like, I gotta show you guys something. <laughs> and it's me and my friend that also did shrooms with me. And uh, she's up there. It's like, she goes upstairs, the upstairs part of the half-finished part. We go through like this thing to where like the closet was supposed to be. She pushes open this door and we go through. And it's like this 
old-fashioned room. It looked seriously looked like and I honestly thought we traveled back in time because <laughs> this room looked like it was from like the 40s but it was like a secret closet passageway to her dad's room what? <laughs> and like yeah there was like a really old globe in there and stuff and it's like oh, that's fuck, that was crazy but uh back to alt j <laughs> yeah yeah uh, so, so you I, I my favorite album by theirs is their second album oh yeah I also like intro off the first album a lot oh yeah, yeah. that's like one one of my one of my favorite songs by yeah. them, but uh, this is all yours is another good one. Yeah, I was because I had that in vinyl. I was listening to it the other day and uh, Hunger of the Pines, man. Man, Hunger of the Pines. It was the song of two thousand fifteen for me personally. <laughs> like I, you like for, for me, really. Uh, yeah, yeah like, I just remember like that song. That song is the one that I take when I think of two thousand fifteen. That song is seeing, what comes up. Yeah, seeing them live was so crazy at the film or like. It's just all smoke, and then it goes black, and everybody's like, and then lights start flashing, then you hear the... Oh, they open with that one? That's fucking awesome. And then they just peer out of nowhere, and I'm just like, fuck, bro, I'll never listen to this song the same way again. <laughs> the crowd was so hyped for it, like, every, when, when Miley Cyrus part kicked on, I'm a female, like, the crowd yeah. was fucking nuts. Dude, but yeah, so good. That's from yeah. So I, they're special to me because they were the first band me and my girlfriend Melissa saw live together. Um, I think they opened with their most jamming song. I'm not saying it's their best song, but it's their most jamming song. Guess what I'm gonna say? Left hand free. That's right, baby. <laughs> hey, shady baby, I'm hot like the prodigal son. Yeah, that song's fucking awesome. Uh, it's like. If you had to pick a song to dance to out of theirs, that's the one. <laughs> that's like, uh, it's definitely top five of their songs, I think. And it's that al- album also has um, uh, uh, Every Other Freckle. Yeah. That song, dude. Like, I want every other freckle. I yeah. Other Once it gets to that part, it's awesome. The beginning's a little slow, but not slow, but like not as exciting yeah. as that, that part. And then it's got, uh, I really love the song Pusher. Yeah, that's a good um, one. I like uh, there's more on it that I like. Where I like the Gospel of John Hurt. Chespers like John Hurt. Oh man, I dude, I didn't really like that song because it was kind of like slow and soft. But when they played it live, I was like, dude, holy shit, this song is fucking <laughs> hype. Like the bass, everything was kicking so hard. I thought I was like in a fucking vortex of sound getting sucked in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to look up right now. Oh, Warm oh. Foothills live. Did they play that live when you saw them? And the guy. I and, don't know. And the uh, lead singer went on the went on the. He just kept whistling. Probably, dude. I mean, I'm trying. I'm, it's hard for me to remember the, all the song song names. So I don't. I don't listen to them like on my phone or my computer where it shows. I, I literally the only time I listen to music. Not literally, but. Most of the time, this music is just on when I buy a vinyl and just play it while I'm playing board mm. games. I feel you. I but feel uh. You. Yeah, I really like, just because of Left Hand Free and all Hunger of the Pine, it makes me not be able to put This Is All Yours as the favorite. So, Brian, I want to ask you this, which is going to get to our point. What is your least favorite album by Alt-J? <laughs> Probably their third and most recent album, Relaxer. Yes. <laughs> Gosh, um, that was a long intro to get to the point, guys, but yeah. it's true. It's it's a bit I can't, disappointing. I can't even recommend you to buy this album. Yeah, I pre-ordered it and 
buy two songs off of it. They yeah, their first two singles were the first two songs, Three WW and In Cold Blood, which are good songs. Right. Uh Three WW is pretty good, In Cold Blood's really good. The rest, I don't know. Some some of it's okay, some of it's kind of garbage. Adeline's okay. Dead Crush is like I want to. It's like I gotta hear these songs again. But hit me like I a listen, snare. I was like so hyped for that song. I'm like, what? it's only cool at the end. Yeah, I was when like, he's dude. like, "Fuck <laughs> you, I'll Fuck do yeah. uh, what I wanna do." That that's Fuck the only yeah. cool part. I'll do what I wanna <laughs> do. Yeah, that's the only cool part of that song. And they cover "House of the Rising Sun." Who's Worst House of the Rising Sun cover I've ever heard. Who's that by? Originally? Yeah. Ah, fucking, I forget their name. I'll look it up real quick, but... Have people covered that song a lot or something? Or? Yeah, it's like it's like a, a classic, awesome sound, song. Hmm. Animal House. An, or, The Animal, sorry. The an okay. Yeah, I, I think I have to, like, re-listen to these a few of these songs at least because I don't really remember last year and well Pleader how long Pleader's like that long ass song too well the whole alright so my vinyl I listen to is in two halves so it's the first four yeah which is ends on uh, to be like that snare and the last four which one of the last four do you like uh Adeline Adeline I think because that was like the last they released that like the day before oh, okay. the album came out so I kind of listened to that I was like okay yeah, no. <laughs> you go, yeah, you're wrong. List, listening to the last four on the back half of this uh, vinyl that I have is just like, they all, I can't distinguish them. Each song, they all kind of sound the same. They're all very slow and very boring. I mean, I like slow songs sometimes, but if they have fucking soul, I mean, I guess I don't know what these lyrics are, but they're, these just, it's just not good. Um, in Cold Blood, uh, it's in their top ten, I think, for... Uh, yeah, for I love when the trumpets come in. Right. That was... I was listening to... I listened to this podcast called so Song Exploder, and they were the last ones on it, and they, like, talk about it, how they... It's really strange, because they originally talked about, like, how they didn't want those trumpets there. They wanted to just do it on a key... On, like, like a keyboard I have in this room, like this one, just on, like, a weird setting. Huh. And I was like, I don't... That sounds, like, so much worse, because they played it, like, how they did it in there. And it sounds so much worse than what it actually is, because they had to go and record it in, like, a studio with Yeah, trumpets. they were easily... They... You know they easily just get high as shit, and they're just like, fuck... They, they probably... Fuck you! Yeah. I'll do! <laughs> they probably were just like, you know what, we put out two really good records, and even... He's like, yeah, let's just make this one for us. <laughs> Because they probably were like... Well, they should have higher standards for themselves. Well, you know, you know they made... It's, it Let's, is... Left Hand Free was because, like, they... A record company was like, you gotta sound, like, more American. Oh, really? Yeah, like, they... Uh, it kind of makes that song yeah. less cool, but... But... The song's fucking awesome. It's great. Though. They were kind of... Because it's... And if you ever watch the music video, it's like a fucking American action movie. There's, like, hot chicks. They're all oh, hot. Man. They're by a pool. And then, like, fucking... I've never seen a And then, like, video. people get shot up by, like, machine guns. <laughs> like, what? hilarious but it's it's you know i think the whole song is like just pretty much saying yeah yeah fuck uh fuck the record company we're just gonna make a a song that's hilarious lyrically because it's yeah my left hand free but my right hand grip like right they're right. jerking off the jerking off song <laughs> it's a it's they're great but yeah this is definitely oh, yeah, a little that fun. song well they should i i feel kind of silly saying this but you should write some american music 
Because <laughs> that song's fucking awesome. I don't care if it's written as a joke. It's fucking great. Did you did you see the... Uh, Sorry about my dogs barking in the background. I don't know what they're doing. Did you see the music video for I think it's in Cold Blood? No, I, I haven't was, seen... Uh, is the music video for it? Yeah. I haven't seen any, any music, music video since Hunger of the Pine. Yeah. 3WW was a crazy music video. It's like black and white and mm. it's like seven minutes long. And like it starts off with like a Mexican couple like... I can't remember what they're what they're talking about like love or something then like somebody's carrying a coffin yeah and it's crazy and then the other one David West got a tech oh sorry we got the game in the background <laughs> it looks like someone's uh, about to fight but anyway um, so let's, let's stick to subject sorry my bad yeah no uh, In Cold Blood music video was crazy cause like Iggy Pops narrating in the beginning of talking about like this forest mouse Oh, really? Yeah, and it's, it's the whole video, like, the forest mouse is, like, running through the woods, and then it's on this this little branch, and, like, is hanging, and the music stops, and it's, like, just hanging there, then it gets back up, and the music starts playing again, and then it goes to, like, this open uh, field, and everybody's, like, shot up and, like, dead, and it looks like that scene from uh, No Country for Old Men, uh-huh. where, you know, like, Josh Brolin goes to the desert and he finds like all the drug dealers dead. It's yeah, like that, yeah. but there's like a couple making out in a car, and okay. the, the mouse <laughs> in the bed of the truck, and it like drives away. And then Iggy Pop comes back and he's like, "The little field mouse, able to adapt to whatever environment." <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, what the fuck is going on? Uh, it's. I mean, they're they're a very different band. They're cool, but no, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. You know, the the music videos are cool, but the album. It's called Relaxer, and I feel like it literally just meant to, like, put you to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. Sorry, Alt-J, you're, like, one of my favorite bands, but I I just not not that into this record. Um, hopefully, hopefully some people listening are either gonna listen to the band, mm-hmm. maybe not the album, or, you know, right. or are at least still listening to this podcast, because you probably don't know what we're talking about if right, you don't listen right. to them. Well, I mean, mostly these episodes we're reporting out are for future when we get really popular. Yeah. And then, you know, if you want to go back and listen to old shit, this is what we were like back then if you're from the future. What's up? <laughs> All right, so uh, that's enough time destroying Alt-J's newest album. Damn. Um, keeping with music for a second, uh, in a few days, Portugal Demand's album... Woodstock. Woodstock comes out. I'm super excited for that. Yep, Portugal, the man's 12th album. I can't believe that they've had that many. Yep, and this first is the album. first one I'm going to listen to. First album came back in 06, and they put out a record every year. I still can't believe that they're from Alaska. Alaska by way of Portland. <sighs> yeah. Wait, 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 what? The They're from Alaska, like the two founding members are. Then they moved to Portland to like really get serious about music and that's like where they're based out of now. oh okay okay yeah well yeah um feel it's still song of the year for me this year yeah. and i don't think okay. anything will top it nah. i haven't listened to many of the i've listened to the one once the other one that but then there was a new one that was just released uh year. there's they yeah they released four they released number one which is the first track uh feel it still noise pollution which is incredible and then uh so young yeah, I gotta. I'm I'm saving them all except for Feel It Still and the one time I listened to. I don't forget which one it was, but um, can't wait. I'm gonna go buy that vinyl on Friday. Friday, right? Yep. Yeah. Um. So we're excited for that. We hope you guys are too. So now we gotta get on to some film stuff. 
Uh, before we get into the leftovers, a few things we got. I I want to talk about for a second. Um, uh, I saw Wonder Woman when I was in Phoenix. <laughs> um, you didn't see it, right? No. Uh, not into the superhero films. I'm gonna try to, but you know, it's. Yeah, honestly, the only superhero films that I've seen that I would suggest you go see are Guardians of the Galaxy, because that's just, they're not really superheroes, they're just people that are flying around space. It's more like, <laughs> it's more like Star Wars, because no one has superpowers. But, uh, Wonder Woman was, it was what it was. It was a superhero film that was not terrible, but just like every other fucking superhero film. Because this time it was... <laughs> It starred a, a woman and was directed by a woman, which is very awesome and uh, made me appreciate it more. Um, some highlights from it were... Uh, is it Gal Gadot? Is that how you say it? Gal Gadot, I think, yeah. Or is it Gadot? I know it's... I don't know. It's probably Gadot. That sounds better. Yeah. Gal Gadot, she did a, a, a spectacular job. Um, you know, I don't know. Just something about Wonder Woman's story is kind of weird. She just comes from an island of only chicks that uh, a god preg impregnated the leader of the island and made her. Um, yeah. But then Chris Pine comes and crashes on the island. Chris Pine was uh, pretty funny in that movie. It was, it was pretty funny how Gal Gadot didn't know, or Wonder Woman didn't know, like, how the new world works. It was just, it was really funny. Um, and there was a lot of sexism simulation, or not... Just, just sexism moments where, like, they're in the meeting room, and... Because it takes place during World War One time, and they're going to a meeting room, and Chris Pine brings in uh, Wonder Woman, and she's just, like, trying to do all these suggestions. They're like, you brought a girl in here. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? And then, uh... But, oh, uh, you seen the Harry Potter movies? Uh, some of them. Not all of them. Okay, well, Remus Lupin is in it. And who's that? Spoiler alert. He is the bad guy secretly. Who's that? Uh, he was the Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher for Prisoner of Azkaban. He's the mm -hmm. werewolf guy. Oh, yeah. I think I remember that. But, yeah. A solid film. Just as a superhero movie, so it's predictable. And, you know, just story, story, action, story, action, 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 conclusion. Like, every suit, like, slowly more action until there's so much action that there needs to be a conclusion. Yeah, I heard the, uh, the fight scenes were kind of cheesy. Yeah, I don't, I don't even know what's a, what's a good fight scene. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what the fuck's a good fight scene? I don't, what does that even mean? I don't know. That's just what something told me. I was like, okay. A good fight scene is a fight scene where something unexpected happens, maybe, and nothing unexpected happened. Yeah, or, like, good, you know, uh, what's it, um choreography yeah there was like one cool shot in this movie and it was during a fight scene i thought but everything else was not just i don't know i don't know i, I hate action action is my least favorite genre and that's kind of what superhero movies are yeah they're like the new action movies i think oh they are for sure anyway so let's move on from that uh see wonder woman if you're not sick of superhero movies that's my advice if you are i see it for just to see what it's like to have a movie not over-sexualized women. <laughs> but a superhero movie not over-sexualized movie. But one other thing before we get to the leftover stock. Um, you watch Orange is the New Black? No. Oh, that just came out. I did halfway through it. I can't recommend that show more. Um, it's super good. 
Uh, it's, I mean, it's not up there and it's, it's up there in my top 10 shows for sure, but it's not on leftovers level, but the acting is amazing. I really just love how everyone looks normal in that show. <laughs> like no one's just like a, a, a supermodel. It's just like real, uh, true. It's really, it's pretty funny. Um, the new season is like talking, it always talks about like a real, or at least in the recent season, it's talking about real issues in society. Like, right now it's all about the prison system and the flaws with it, and, and I don't want to spoil anything, but watch that show. Anything you want to add before we get to The Leftovers? Anything you've been into recently? Uh, just Silicon Valley and uh, Fargo, they've been pretty good, but um, I'd recommend those shows. Alright, um, let's get into it. So, The Leftovers, a show on HBO just concluded its final season and final episode last week um i don't even know where to start it's in my top three favorite shows of all time might might be top two might be one it's 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 number one for me yeah number one show of all time and that's saying a lot i really get obsessed with shows yeah i i want to rewatch the first I want to rewatch. I mean, it's only twenty eight episodes, so I want. I gotta rewatch the show, but it's, yeah, only two other shows that I like that I like. I'm obsessed with and Mm -hmm. care about that much are like Twin Peaks and The Wire. Yeah, two shows that I am currently watching, but. But yeah, I mean, it's they're not. I know they're not gonna be better than The Leftovers. Yeah, because no show I don't think ever will be. Yeah, the only one that like. The character, like, it's it was so well-written and, like, the characters were good and it ended perfectly was, like, The Wire because it just, mm-hmm. you know, it went out on its own accord and it was like, damn, this yeah. is awesome. But The Leftovers was, like, so clever and so perfect and brilliant and you're just like, dude, what? Let's talk about this. Oh, Let's get into yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. The Book of Nora, episode eight. The, the final, final episode. episode. Hey. <laughs> hey. <laughs> <laughs> Final episode of the final season, which is only three seasons, which if I had one complaint about the show, it would be that I wish the final season was also ten episodes. Yeah. I just, I don't want another season. I want two more episodes because I want to know more about Jill yep. and Tommy. Yeah. Just make, just make, uh, just do, uh, yeah, you could have just done that. Like, mm-hmm. the first couple episodes, just more about uh what's going down in miracle you know right maybe but i mean but i don't want this to distract the point for how perfect and i say perfect meaning it honestly how perfect this show was and it's so weird that it's perfect because the first season was based off of an entire book like from start to finish and then they just made up shit for the rest yeah the writer of the book and tom peralta right i believe that's his name Mm and then damon lindenoff they're just the ones behind this thinking like and you did call it too that they would use the theme song from season two in the yeah, last yeah, episode I called that, shit. <laughs> Everybody that was yeah i want i'm gonna definitely learn how to cover that song in my guitar and play it for every bonfire i go to oh, it, but it's let's okay let's dive into this so book nora starts with nora going in uh like getting ready to go into uh the pod which or go to go get ready to go send her to the place supposedly 
were the people that departed on October 14th, whatever year? Yeah, seven years ago. Yeah, so she's getting ready, she's getting instructed, and then, then she goes and, uh, <laughs> and uh, talks to uh, her brother Matt, and they're playing, they're doing Matt Libs, <laughs> not Mad Libs, Matt Libs, yep. that's his name, where it's just, he just is like telling her, re- making up a story and giving her her own things to, uh, like, adjective, verb, noun, whatever, to fill in, and it's, it's pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, it's very sad, too, because he thinks that Nora's going to die. Nora thinks that she's probably... And she probably really thinks she's going to die, because there's not really that much proof that this thing works. Yeah, there's no proof. Yeah, it's just... <laughs> just that they disappear. Yeah. Like, dis- it's... They incinerate It could just be disintegrated, because yeah. it's a high level of radiation. And another thing, like, Matt knows he's dying, too. Right, right. Like, he has cancer, so he's... That's pretty much the last time they see each other. Yeah, it's their goodbye. Um, but yeah, the whole thing about, like, because uh, their parents in the show died in a fire when they were young, so they kind of uh, kind of messed up their childhood, but when Matt was away, he would always send those Matt libs to her, mm-hmm. signed or addressed to the bravest girl in the world. Right. And I like that when he, she's like, of course she's ready. She's the bravest girl in the world. Dude, this is just great. like perfect writing, man. Yeah. Like if you were a writer of anything, if you want to write for a TV show or a movie, watch this series. Like, I don't know. It's so, it's all so touching. Yeah. Um, and it's like this Mad Lib things, this last season, Kind of felt like they did that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Kevin meets a guy from his past who's uh, thinks everybody has turned into blank <laughs> dogs. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we're just fucking nuts sometimes. <laughs> Nora meets a famous actor. His name is, and I think. I think whoever was this actor was a real actor. I mean, I'm not familiar with the TV show, but when they had it told her about going, uh, the machine. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure it was a real actor, just a random real actor. Yeah, I don't know. I can't remember. I don't know that guy. They all decide to move to blank, and it's just like every different season. Miracle. Australia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but even, like, the whole set design for that fucking, um... That little pod to go into was like, dude, they oh, dude, that thought was so that intense. shit. That was like, I oh. mean, this show is technical, kind of, I mean, I don't know. It's got sci-fi elements, but this was the first time, like, it looked sci-fi. Yeah. And that's my favorite, and it was like, it my was heart like, is just pounding. It's like, just starting the episode off, like, what are they going to do? Yeah, and then the shit starts filling up. It's like, yeah, you can't inhale it. You have to, You have to hold your breath, and then... Right when it's filling up, she's like, oh. She lifts her mouth up. And then it You cuts. don't hear anything and it cuts away. And that's. And I'm that's like, dude, what the episodes what is, the fuck? This is <laughs> a big thing to talk about. So we don't know what happened. And then old Nora's there. So you're thinking she, she stopped it, but that was you like. You don't know. Yeah. You're like, I was assuming, I was like, dude. How did she stop? Like, wasn't she getting filled up with radiation? Like, how would she survive? What's going on? Right. And the whole time, they're just not addressing it. And you're just like, what the fuck? And then she, uh, well, all right, so she's old. She's living in Australia. She's based, her job is to collect 
we don't know where exactly her job is, but she's collecting these doves that are flying into this cage, and she's driving them to this nun. She gets to the nun. The nun asks her, have you ever heard of someone named Kevin? Which is Kevin Garvey, the other main character that's in love. Or Peck. I don't know. It had to have been, like, what? How many years? Do you th- uh, I, I read online that people were saying, like, 12-ish years or something, uh-huh. I think. Maybe 15. I can't remember, though. Yeah, so, like, anywhere from 10 to 20, we'll say, years yeah. later. And, you know, she's, like, she is that name. It's, like, yeah, she spent a good time of her life with Kevin or oh, this five, is like, five years or something. So, um, just backtracking for a second. So this is going to be important later. Uh, this, this, the episode opens with Nora getting, like, a confessional interview like everyone else that has gone to this machine has. Yep. One of the important parts of that scene is when Nora says... I don't lie. I'll, I'll talk about that later, but she makes it clear that she does not lie. Yeah, I know where you're going with this. <laughs> okay, good. Good. Okay, so flashing forward, I think it's going to be relevant right now. So um, the lady, the nun lady asks Nora, who's not going by Nora, if she ever heard of the name Kevin, and she says no. And then she goes back to her house... And then starts to freak out because she realizes that Kevin probably did talk to this lady and is going to find her. And before she can leave, someone's knocking on the door. And this part was like tripping me out because it's Kevin and he's like, Nora. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm I'm, I'm riding riding through the town and I say, holy shit, is that Nora Durst? And I said, you know, I, I don't know if you remember me, but we... We talked for a little bit, school dance. Yeah, she, she brings up Back something that happened in uh, season one, yeah, but forgets like, everything that happened in season, well, the end of season one and beyond. Yeah, like, he's acting like she de- he doesn't really know her, and it's it was really weird because you're like, what the fuck happened to this guy? <laughs> right, right, yeah. And we're like, okay, well, because sometimes you think like, okay, what happened? Maybe she's in a different place where they don't know each other. Yeah. And then, but she clearly knows him. Right, right. So we're thinking, I'm thinking at least that she crossed over or something, but it's not, it's just like a completely new place. I don't know. Um, but anyway, that this it more reaffirms it, what, what I was thinking originally later when, so she tells Kevin she's not going to go to the dance probably, or she says maybe, I don't know. She doesn't really say anything. She yes, like, yeah, they have to go to a dance. Kevin invites her to a dance in town and says he saw her because she saw her running across in town and felt they had a connection at the first moment they met. Invites her to the dance, leaves. Uh, Nora just freaked out a little more, goes to a phone booth, calls Lori. Didn't kill herself. I was shocked. Right. Well, I didn't know that. I, I mean, I, I don't know where Nora is right now. Last time we saw her in the real world was filling up into this tank. Yeah. She was supposed to be sent to the place where everyone that departed went. Yeah. Um, I just, I was just assuming she, she fucking got out. She she stopped it. So I was like, dude, what is going on right now? Right, right, right. (laughs) I was looking lost. But then Lori says this weird thing where she's just like, you don't tell me about anyone there and I don't tell you about anyone here. Which kind of sounds like she's calling different dimension or something <laughs> i don't know you can you can make that assumption i guess you shouldn't because the leftovers hasn't been super like sci-fi the whole time except for the very first episode but 
Yeah. Well, no, and with Kevin Kevin dying, like, and coming back to life, it's been a little sci-fi. Yeah, that's... I think... That was, I guarantee that you was, that was intentional to, to kind of freak people out. I guarantee you that line was intentional. Probably, but... But yeah, I think the whole him dying and coming back, obviously they made it more spiritual, like, you know. Yeah. But anyway. So moving on. And she's holding the baby, who we find out whose kid that is later, though. Lori is. Oh. Holding the kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At first I was like, the fuck is going on? I didn't even, actually, I didn't even realize. Whose kid was it? It was Jill's. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, Jill. Miss Jill. Anyways, going on eventually, after some debate... Nora decides to go and check out this dance, which turns out to be a wedding <laughs> with this fucking awesome married couple. Yeah. And, and they uh, just Kevin invited, is still playing up this act where... They invited Kevin, too, because he was just at the same hotel, and they're like, yeah, come to a, come to a wedding. It's going to be great. Yeah, it sounds like something I would do if I was at a hotel a couple of days before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was dope. And there was this cool scene where they're all, like, they're all wearing beads, mm-hmm. and they're like, they bring out this goat. Yeah. Like, yeah, so I can't remember what Well, right he... before that, before that, um, well, two before that, real quick, uh, Kevin's still playing up, because Nora confronts Kevin yep. about him not telling the whole story and lying, and he just keeps going, he doesn't know what the fuck she's talking about, but being really nice about it. But then, the groom is doing this speech to his wife, and just saying that Describing what a fuck up is and how it's different than a sin. Yeah. And that was one of my that was probably my favorite scene from the episode, where he's describing like, I'm gonna fuck up with you, and the the difference between a fuck up and a sin. So a sin, is a mistake that you make, knowingly. Yeah. So something you choose to do, and a fuck up's just like something you kind of accidentally do and you're not really thinking about the outcome. Yep. But a sin, something you choose to do, and regardless of what you think is going to happen you know it's wrong and so he promises to his newly wedded wife that he will not sin again i don't think that's beautiful and that's like that's kind of what you got to learn with relationships like you can't if that's the definition of sin you can't sin yeah there was also a lot of that subtle part where he's talking about his family like the whole he's like yeah i had a had a heart attack have a pacemaker so it's like Kevin can't actually die now right well we know we knew that he could die because he blew up the place where he went yeah there but that was just like confirming it which I was like damn this is like that's when I realized I was like dude okay so this is like something's going on here Uh like she's definitely in the real world like cause right I I think the thing that, that that made me like realize that this is my favorite show is like I had that whole thing in the back of my head but I didn't even think about that going through this whole episode. I'm just kind of watching what's going on with these two characters. Yeah, dude, the whole the whole show is just a love story. Right, and I didn't even care what would happen. Like, I don't care if it was the real world or fake world. This episode was going to be really cool. Yeah. And, and then they go to the... When they dance, Kevin and Nora decide to dance together, and it's only shot in, like, close-ups. Almost, not extreme close-ups, but just, like, just close-ups, like, uh... I was, uh, <laughs> if you can see this right now, I'm just holding the camera to Brian's face, but it's just only you can see their faces, and it's just, like, they're crying, and it's like, I don't know, this is, a uh, I, I, I could have cried if I didn't stop myself from crying while watching this. Oh, yeah, but, I cried. 
Yeah. But I, what about the scene where they're putting all the beads on the goat? Like, oh, yeah. Sorry, the, you, should, you should explain that They're scene. passing the bead, like, all the beads everybody's wearing are, like, represent their sins. And they mm-hmm. send the goat out, like, into the middle of the Australian desert to, like... To get rid of the sins. Yeah, to, like... The beads, know, did, yeah. That, start start anew. I guess know? I should have said that's what the beads, everyone was wearing beads. Like, it was Mardi Gras or something. But no one showed their tits. But, <laughs> except for Nora in the beginning of the show. Yep. Just kidding. Sorry. <laughs> um, uh, but they all take their beads off and put them on this goat, which represents them getting rid of their sinning. And Nora's the only one who didn't do it because she refused to wear beads. Yeah. She refused to have sin. Yeah. Um, so they dance, and then uh, Nora decides that she can't do this because it's not real. And she books it off, and Kevin doesn't follow her. Sits there looking super sad, and Nora goes back home. Oh, what about the doves too? They write notes on the doves. Oh, God. they so, write so they, this episode's so deep. Yeah, they write a bunch of notes and they attach them to these doves and they let them go. Yeah, it's which which is what you find out. That's when you find out what Nora does. She collects the doves that she gives to the nun. The nun provides the doves for people that have weddings, and. They say that the doves are writing, you write these notes and they attach them to these doves, and these doves fly them and bring them to all over the world. But really, they just go back to Nora. Yep. And Nora throws away the little pieces of paper. Because you see in the beginning of the episode, Nora cleaning the doves and like throwing away these little pieces of paper. Or not throwing away, but keep him in this bucket. Yeah. So anyways. Uh, yeah, yeah, so they, so Nora goes back, she's goes back home. Oh, no, before she gets home, right? She goes to the, the nun asking where the fuck the doves are or something. Oh, so when she gets home... Wait, when does the goat thing happen with Nora? Uh, that happened after she, like, she hit something on the road and it caused her to flip off a bike mm. and then she went up and saved the goat. Yeah, so, so I think that was probably nun. after the nun. Yeah, the nun thing happened before. So she goes home, birds aren't there, she goes to the nun... Ask her where it was. But before she gets to know, she sees somebody climbing down onto the ladder. And uh, just like kind of nodding to Nora. Coming down the window where the nun would be. She knocks on the door and the nun comes out. And uh, she asks the nun if she's having sex with that guy. Well, first she asks him about the note, or the doves. And she's done, says she, the nun says she has no idea. She did everything right. Then she asks if she's having sex with that guy. The nun's just clearly lying about it. Yeah. And I feel like something important happened there too. The nun said something important. I know. I remember she said she would pray for the safe return of the doves. All that. Uh, Didn't she ask Nora about something that she was lying about? Fuck. I gotta rewatch it. Well, anyways, I think does that doesn't matter as much. But then Nora leaves and sees the goat whose beads are caught in a fence, and the goat's just like so sadly. Uh, what was the word? Goating? <laughs> what? <laughs> bye. Well, wow. Sheep's bye. Whatever. What do goats do? <laughs> and it's raining and she saves the goat. Brings After it. like a struggle because she has to like climb uphill like too much apparently. Yeah, steep ass hill. Um, so she saves the goat, brings it home, and Kevin shows up. Yeah. And he goes. He's pissed off. You want to know why the fuck I acted like I didn't know you? <laughs> yeah, like the classic Kevin Garvey and Nora Durst. And, I mean, I was like, that guy, I was like, 
fuck when he said he's like I get two weeks vacation every year every year I fucking come back to Australia you know why because I couldn't fucking believe that the last conversation I had with you was in that fucking hotel room I couldn't believe everybody told me everybody fucking told me that you were dead Nora and I didn't believe it even when fucking Matt died and you didn't show up I still didn't believe it I know I can't believe she didn't show up to Matt's funeral yeah and she just said like we said our goodbyes in person like, and that, that even made me think more. I was like, so she definitely didn't go. You know, like, I, I thought she, like, came out and, like, Matt was like, okay, I won't tell anybody. Uh-huh. That's what I was thinking. I was like, okay, she definitely didn't go through. She fucking copped out. Yeah. And had Matt keep it a secret. And then, but, uh, yeah, Kevin was pissed. Um, then she invites him in for tea, which is something you always got to do. <laughs> um... They go inside and they and start talking, and this is it's the best. last scene of the series. Best and the best scene of the series. And it's so like, how did we never? How did nobody ever think of this possibility when the show first started of what happened to people when they disappear? Mm-hmm. Like this, so, she said, like Kevin's just like, so you didn't go through. She's like, oh no, I went through. I woke up naked in that same parking lot, and I walked around. The town, whatever town in Australia she was in, it's like all the lights were off. Everything was like overgrown. Mm-hmm. I went to a store, got some clothes, and I saw one light on in the house. And I walked in, and I saw this. You know, this old couple took me in. They were very nice. And the man told me that seven years ago he was in a store, and everybody disappeared. And the yeah. woman was at a family reunion and watched her entire family vanish before her eyes. And I was fucking blown away. I know. I'm, getting, think I'm getting chills just thinking about her, it. Like, to think that the 98% are the ones that disappeared and the 2% stay behind is, like, the most brilliant right. thing. So ever. it's like, she said, she's claiming she went to this alternate universe where um, the exact opposite happened to those people. And I don't, we didn't mention, but she went in, she wanted to do this to, like, find her kids. Yeah. To be with them, so. so then she she's explaining how it takes a long time to get around there because there's no only point. it's only a two percent of the population, so like they have a bunch of extra shit but they have no one to do anything. Yeah. So she So takes she eventually gets to where where her where she lived, you know, and uh where her family would be. In Mapleton, New York. Yeah, and where the first season started. And she goes to their house hiding behind a tree and she's just waiting to see if anyone's there and eventually they come out and it's her husband with a different woman and her two kids who are grown up who are grown up yep they're seven years older and they look happy as can be and then she realizes that she don't belong in this world her family is the lucky people whereas in the opposite world she's the unlucky one because She's one of the only people where her whole family disappeared. But in the other world, they're one of the only people where their whole family didn't disappear. Yeah. And it's just so, so super heart-wrenching. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. So then she goes and finds the scientist who invented the machine. Because he, he's he, like the first guy to go through after he invented it. And right, right. she's just like, fuck it, make a new one. And he did, and she went back through... And she's telling Kevin that, and she's like, do you believe me? He goes, last line. He goes, of course I do, you're here. 
She's like, yeah, I'm here. And, uh, and then they cut to the birdcage and all the doves come back. Yeah. And it's like, fuck, dude. <laughs> it's so good. I know, I know. I was, I'm it was just getting perfect. choked up thinking about that line. Now the real question is, did she go through or is she lying to cover her shit? I think she went through, man. That's good because I don't think she did. No? No. Really? Mm-hmm. Why not? Uh, for a few reasons. Um, she don't lie. Yeah, but she did lie. She lied to the nun. Uh, I think she lied to Kevin at the end. I think uh, no, there. I think some there was something else that happened that we forgot. Well, we forgot about when I was saying that when she went to the nun, the nun yeah. was lying. I think she lied about something else then. Yeah. But, uh, I think that's a big part of the episode. Like the point is to not be sure. And you know this is a this is what the leftovers is about. So not know the answers and to make your own answers. Yeah, it's main, true. Main, main reasons I I think she's lying is. Um, it's kind of a stretch to believe that, and if the other guy in the other world did build that machine again, more people would be going back. Who's to say though? They might be just content with where they are now like her family not well imagine if that happened to you there would be at least one person that would be like okay i don't have anyone here yeah i'm gonna go back through and how like how would you know if if it did get built like you're only two percent of the world like it's not like news is gonna travel i guess that's true i just i think that no i think it makes realistic more sense the show is first off not realistic. I know, I know, I know. But you have to, you have, you have to, you, you, if you, you can't say, you can't argument, argue about anything unless you believe in this parameters. But I think that, um, Nora, it'd be more realistic for Nora to lie about that because she wasn't brave enough to uh, go through with it and like. Wouldn't she be dead from all the radiation she took in? From the water? I don't think so. And I don't think pulled her out right away. Mm. Um, I mean, the point of it, the episode is definitely... Otherwise, if, if it, this wasn't the point of the episode, was to think whether she did it or not, they would have showed it. Oh, obviously. Like, right. I read in an interview with Damon Linenoff that Damon Linenoff said, like, yeah, we if we wanted to make it real, we would have showed it. But it's definitely up to the viewer. Right, yeah. Which so is... he, never, he never confirmed nor denied yeah, which is another beautiful thing about this, which is this is a debate we can have forever, because... Yeah. I mean, she describes it... I don't I don't know. I mean, I, I, I lean towards she didn't go through, because she could just be running away from stuff like she's always done, and she was... St- she, it's not like her character... De- unless her character... De- if, her, if her character development ended with the show ending, she wouldn't have been concerned about the birds or she wouldn't have been concerned about Kevin uh, coming back. She would have already made peace with her running away. Like, why would she still be running if she was already ran away from what mattered most to her? I feel like she was still hiding from people because she was embarrassed that she couldn't face the fact that she didn't go through the machine. I mean, not many people knew that she was going to go through, though. Right, the most <laughs> important person to her did. I don't know, man. I feel like that whole scene Most with her... important two people did, her brother and Kevin. 
I don't know. I mean, the whole scene with her brother where he's saying she's the bravest girl in the world, I feel like that was, like, foreshadowing to be, like, you know, why would, why would that happen then her just cop out? Because she knows she's not the bravest. And it's proof by if she was super brave, she would never lie. She would have saw Kevin. Well, it's not. She would have saw not, Kevin in the... In, everybody lies, though. That's, you don't... That has nothing to do with bravery. Okay, well, then it, it would have been more brave for her to meet Kevin after somebody after Kevin asked about her in the future. Unless well, she went and through, she did go meet Unless she Kevin. went through and... Well, no, she met Kevin because Kevin came to her. She was trying to run. Yeah. If she went through... She probably felt like she didn't belong anywhere. Don't you think like, it, it, like, she didn't belong with her family anymore. And then the last time she saw Kevin, she told he told her to go be with them. And now she's like, well, Kevin doesn't want me. My family doesn't want me. I'm just fucking, I'm just going to be alone. But she wasn't even brave enough to see that her family did want her. And, well, and why would she bother? If she didn't want to go back to Kevin or anybody else there, why wouldn't she just stay there where she was and go to Australia? Where no one could possibly find her. But we gotta move on. Beer number three. How? The president grabbed me. Alright, on to the, our, our, well, like I say every week, our most favorite section politics. Um, this week in politics, a lot happened, but we, we missed a little bit. Uh, but we'll start in the middle. Comey had his trials, or not trials, uh, Testimony. Testimonies about what happened when Trump yeah, fired him. And uh, it's it's pretty funny what's going on in Washington, honestly. <laughs> um, Washington, uh, the land formerly known as a swamp. <laughs> uh, but uh, so Comey said, notably, I think the most important thing he said was that uh, they asked him why he took notes of every meeting they had with Trump. And he said, because... Um, I wasn't sure if this person was just going to lie about these meetings later on or not. And it turns out either Comey or Trump is lying. And, uh, Brian, who do you think's lying? (laughs) (laughs) I saw a meme that had, uh, their pictures next to each other. It's like, one of these two are lying. Is it a former FBI director who served three presidents, uh, or whatever, two different parties, three different uh-huh. presidents, yeah, or the yeah. guy who claimed that Obama was born in Kenya. <laughs> it's a tough call, man. I'm not sure. It's so crazy. Um, Trump looks terrible, and I think everyone is starting... Well, everyone knows, but the Republicans are starting to own up to the fact that Trump is terrible and not just defend their stupid party. Yeah. Sorry, I don't give a shit about Republicans, so... Yeah, it's uh, it's not looking good. The whole him withdrawing from Paris thing because he wants more money or something. Like, oh yeah, that's a big thing is uh, the Paris deal. But before we move there, just um, he's just not making smart moves, which is yeah, you know, no, day one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, Comey was saying that he was um, kind of tricked into having a private dinner with Trump because Trump invited him and no other president has ever invited him to a private dinner. He invited him and Comey assumed it was going to be with a bunch of other people, but it was just with him. And he's like asking him to stop investigating Flynn. Yeah, he probably was eating steak with ketchup. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, come to dinner with me. Uh, Hey, he'll have the ketchup steak too. It's 
probably eating it well done. Charlie too. Day's probably there getting the milk steak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a f- full-on rapist. <laughs> Why do you smell like cheese? <laughs> yeah, he's like, I just want to make sure you're not a, you're gonna be loyal. You're gonna stop investigating me. And he's just like, Well, Lordy, I, I do tell the truth. Uh, <laughs> Like how how do you just tell a guy to stop investigating? <laughs> right, and then do you, you, Paul? Did you hear Paul Ryan's excuse no. for him doing that? <laughs> His excuse was that he's not he's not uh, uh he's new to politics. He doesn't really know how this stuff works. Like, okay, you know you're doing something shady as fuck. Like everybody knows he's new to politics. That's why people wanted him right. to be the president. But because... even if you're new, you know not to do this stupid shit. Like yeah. you know not to do blatantly illegal things. Yeah. <laughs> I'm new to politics. I didn't know that I should collude with Russia to win this election. <laughs> Did you see Oliver Stone has a four-part documentary coming out on Showtime where he interviews Putin? No. I saw I saw uh, the other night when I was watching Twin Peaks because they had like the little ads before. Uh-huh. And like the trailer for it ended with him just going, so why'd you, f- why'd you fix the U.S. election? <laughs> <laughs> and Poon's just like, huh. <laughs> they probably cut that laugh in it, but it's like, he straight just asked his face, like, so why'd you do it? Yeah, like, yeah. Well, so, probably because he, Putin, hates Hillary, and Trump is a puppet for him, so. Speaking of Putin, his uh, number one, his biggest opposer uh, just got arrested and is going to jail for like 30 days because he was going to like lead a rally. In, in Russia? Yeah. It's like this Russian guy in... And he was a, Putin's he's, opponent. He's like the biggest anti-Putin guy. And twice this year, like, people go up to him and, like, throw green dye in his face. Putin or this guy? Uh, they throw green dye into this guy's face. Okay. Like, if you oppose Putin in Russia, like, they just throw dye in your face. And this dude got it twice in his left eye, and he's, like, partially blind in his eye now. The fuck? It's crazy, man. Dude, so, Putin is the biggest gangster in the world. Yeah. So Can't he, wait for, uh, like, 30 years deal. from now, when we're, what are we going to be, 30 years now, 30, 20, 30, 40, 50, when I'm, like, mid-50s, and I get to see all these gangster movies starring people acting as Vladimir <laughs> Putin. Because <laughs> those are going to be better than yeah, fucking dude, Casino and Goodfellas. It's going to be our Jimmy Hoffa. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, except for Putin will never disappear unless we... Uh, the world will end. Yeah. Putin better die of like a heart attack or, or some crazy accident. It's fucking crazy. Some man, crazy horse like... riding accident. Shirtless horse riding accident. But um, other big news that happened while we were split stations away was... <laughs> oh, this is even more funny. The USA withdrew from the Paris Climate Accord, which is just so silly. Yeah. Why think... would we withdraw from this? Do you understand? Do you, do you understand? Yeah. Have you, have, have you read about it at all? I read some, like the whole Trump was trying to get a better deal, which is like, you know, that's how he gets his kicks. That's making stupid. Good, get, let me. Good all right. Let me explain. There's only three other countries that have full. Two, two other. Two other major. Or, yeah. Two other major countries. It's like Syria and some other country I've never. Syria heard of. and um, I want to say Nicaragua. Something like that. Uh, yeah. But. Nicaragua or whatever country it was, uh, might be wrong on that. Um, they they didn't agree because it didn't go far enough, which is fine. 
Uh, Syria didn't because they're crazy in, in yeah. Civil War. But <laughs> the funniest thing, Brian, the funniest thing about us pulling out of this <laughs> is that there aren't any... The only, the only negative things that happen to you if you don't follow it are shame. Like, there's no economic or political repercussions. It's just them saying to everyone else in the group that they didn't follow the guidelines to reduce emissions. So, we pulled out of this for no reason at all because... We don't have to, we don't have to do everything Trump wants to do anyway. We don't we we can do we could have done without pulling out, and we would have just felt a little shame from other countries. But we pull out now. You know what we're feeling? What shame <laughs> from other countries because they're all making fun of us for this because it doesn't make any fucking sense. And I watch I was watching on my couch. When Trump pulled out, because I would just happen to be watching the news. It was right. It was the day before I went to Phoenix, because I was watching with my mom. My mom was just sitting there playing her phone. I'm just like, oh my god, what the fuck? What is going on? But um, he, he's talking, he's doing this speech, and I look out to everyone that's in the crowd. And it's um, probably like 35 bald white guys. And that's the only people that are out there. They're all just like... Yes. Oh, cool. And he's like, I'm doing this for the people of Pittsburgh, not the people of Paris. What the fuck does that mean? It's not for the people of Paris. It's for the world. The people of Pittsburgh, the mayor already condemned him for even saying that because, like, coal is not coming back even if you pull out of this. Coal is a dying industry because natural gas is as cheap as it's ever been and uh, renewable energy is uh, the future and everyone fucking knows that except for you, Donald Trump. Yeah, he wants steam. You don't know much. He, want, he does want that steam power to come back, doesn't he? Oh. I read that article where he's like, he, he believes like steam engines and fucking shit <laughs> should come. Like, dude, what? For like locomotives. But the fucking craziest thing I, I thought was like, I think the next day or a couple days after was a crack in Antarctica that's like the length of Delaware is like a giant chunk of Antarctica is like bound to break off. Oh, really? That's going to cause like mass flooding, possibly on the East Coast. What's going to happen to the edge of the world for flat earthers? (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it's like, you know, a couple days after, it's pretty much like the world's like, fuck. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like we we fucking warned you. <laughs> we need, oh god, yeah, we need to build bunkers and hide. I don't know. We need to start living underwater. Yeah, that would solve a lot of problems, but still, it would be very very sad, and a lot of the Earth's creatures would just die out, and you need to be and they would the dr- and they would just like drown, and it's so sad. Well, we'll figure something out. Yeah, hopefully. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that is a terrible, terrible thing that's happening, and I'm super bummed about it because. Yeah. Like that's like what I try to make uh, all my political points fall back on is the environment because it's not really deniable. Um, yeah. Science has proven it. There's a few scientists out there that uh, don't believe in it or say it's not true. But those 
for for probably no related reason at all are funded by like big oil companies yeah. like you know I don't know it probably doesn't have anything to do with the fact that big oil companies are the biggest producer of pollution hey, right they just probably came to the own conclusion of, or their conclusion <laughs> on their own like <laughs> right alright guys uh, but uh, we cut politics short to talk more about the leftovers but we are out of time it, this, it appears um I'll be back next week, and we'll be back every week after. Uh, sorry we missed a little bit, but we always, or like we always do every week, thank you for splitting six with us. I'm Nick Wagella. I'm Brian Nyson. We'll be back next week with more politics, with more sports, and you bet with more leftover talk. I'm just kidding. That's probably over. But more entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> Love you all. Uh, have a great week. We'll see you next week. Tuesday. Latest. The Split Six Podcast is brought to you by New Moon Distributing, a vending machine company in Southeast Michigan. If you need a new vending machine, please contact us on our website, newmoondistributing.com. Thank you. <laughs>